Okay, folks, it is time to part the Red Sea. Yes, this is the Back Row Arizona Cardinals show. I am your host, Andrew Harbaugh from Coast to Coast Scouting, previously of Dynasty Happy Hour and the Scorecrow, but we don't talk about the Scorecrow that much anymore. Um, they got talked about enough recently, but I just want to say how excited I am to be talking about such an exciting team in terms of fantasy value. Started last year with the Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray train coming to the desert, and it's been more exciting as the year's gone on, and then this offseason, it just really has accumulated into what it has now with them, and there's a lot to discuss for them. Um, I think this whole year, this whole offseason, as far as what to expect from a fantasy perspective, I plan on bringing all of that to you, as well as on Twitter at Back Row Cards, if you want to give that a follow for anyone listening here on the Back Row Podcast Network. Just some expectations here for the pod. This will be a pretty quick episode. Um, just an introduction here, just to break the ice, so to speak. And I've got a fun icebreaker here at the end for everybody listening that I'm not sure anybody else has done at this point. Like I said, the Twitter interaction and the content is what I plan to bring. If you've gone on there already, if we've already gotten a little bit of a preview with the DeAndre Hopkins content we got. I want to focus on position by position for this team because we have, obviously, the Kyler Murray QB1 solidified, I think, for that team for the foreseeable future. Um, something Arizona is very, very happy to have solved after going through the Josh Rosen um, experiment and failure at that point. And I think it's important to talk about, too, you have the running back situation with Kenyon Drake coming back on the transition tag. The receivers you've got, Obviously, you've got DeAndre Hopkins going to be the bona fide one there. You still have got Larry Fit- Larry Legend, as he's called in the desert. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald still racking up um, the slot work there for Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury, and you've got a fun Christian Kirk coming in, in what I believe will be his third year. So it's going to be fun to see how he continues to develop. Receivers take their time a little bit. We'll see what happens. But we've also got to figure out too they might not be done adding receivers. They have the eighth overall pick and. Um, there's a lot of people mocking receivers there to them at number eight, even after the DeAndre Hopkins trade. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out um, because you've also got the Andy Isabella's, the Keyshawn Johnson's, the Hakeem Butler's of the world fighting for reps and work there. And it's going to be a loaded depth chart as far as the receiver position goes for that team. So there's going to be a lot to break down. A lot to figure out as far as the target share goes. Um, David Johnson being traded away will definitely free up some of those targets for them. Um, we'll dive more into that as the offseason continues because at this point, hopefully everyone's staying inside and there's not a lot going on for you guys outside of your house um, and everyone's healthy and staying safe. So we'll have plenty of time to discuss all that. Um, but another big thing, obviously, too, for me being from the Coast to Coast scouting tree, I'm really excited to get into some draft coverage for you guys for this team. They don't have a lot of picks. They've been trading them away, but they're using them in the right way as well as with those trades. The Andre Hopkins deal obviously was highway robbery for them, and I would make that trade 10 times out of 10 as would anybody, especially Bill O'Brien. But um, it's going to be a lot for them to where Cliff Kingsbury is still just going to be in his second year of drafting. At this point, all we know about his drafting is he focuses on the receiver position. And it's going to be interesting to see how it goes from here, his second year. Steve Keim is not the greatest drafter. He hits a lot of home runs, but he strikes out a lot. For you baseball fans, I'd consider him an Adam Dunn type or a Mark Reynolds. Definitely not your batting average guy where you get a lot of decent picks, not necessarily a lot of home runs, but 
Regardless, though, I think what they have going on in the desert is a lot of fun. It's going to be interesting to watch it unfold, and I will be here for every step of the way. Um, before I jump into our icebreaker here, I really just want to thank Mark, Aaron, and Brian's from the Back Row Show. One of the first people to support me when I got on Twitter to start doing fantasy content with the few followers I had, and that was my first concern. And they were one of the people reassuring me. They were like, hey, no, you just do the work. It'll work out. Now look who's working for him and doing the work for him. I digress, though. My icebreaker, though, I want to do something fun, something I'm familiar with, um, just because this is going to be our first show. I'll probably do shows every two weeks at this point. I'll try to drop them every Friday um, or Monday, depending on how the week goes. But I really think at this point in the offseason, there's not a whole lot to talk about. Um, I think once we have after the draft, we'll probably go week by week, start getting the positions ready, doing some draft profile episodes maybe even for these draft picks. But like I said, in the meantime, I've got a fun icebreaker here. Why not just jump into the deep end of the pool with something I'm comfortable with and doing a seven-round mock? Now, I'm not going to take any defensive players because unless you're an IDP guy, which Dwight Peebles is the most infamous one that I know of. Other than that, I'm probably not going to talk a lot about IDP. I'm not as familiar with it, but what I am familiar with is offense and scoring, and that's what Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray plan on doing here. So I'm going to do a seven-round mock based on just offensive guys that I think could get into this cluster um, that they have going on. They do have some open positions as well, so I think it's something that's um, going to be fun to look at just here. Obviously, it probably won't be the most uh, realistic mock draft because they're obviously going to focus on defense. They might even go defense at number eight overall. But I think for the time being that it's just going to be one of those things where we're just going to get some names introduced, maybe some people that we'll talk about more as the time goes on. And even if they don't end up a Cardinal, maybe they end up a Giant. Maybe they end up a Packer. Maybe they end up a Brown. At least now you'll know. So when the time comes, you'll be able to be like connecting the dots X, Y, Z. Jumping into this mock, obviously the Cardinals have the eighth overall pick. I, and this is, I'm recording this after they have signed Marcus Gilbert to a one-year deal. Um, I'm taking that deal as a prove-it deal. So in the meantime, though, I'm not completely sold on their guards with Justin Pugh and J.R. Sweezy. Um, I, I just don't, and, and Mason Cole, that's center. The interior line, I, I just don't like. And I think Justin Pugh could definitely be a cap casualty eventually down the road. So why not take a guy who could be a, a potentially all-pro guard and then say Marcus Gilbert doesn't pan out, you've got your next starting tackle in Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs is a guy that tested extremely well, extremely athletic at the Combine, listed at 6'5", 322. There's already been discussions of him being a guard, if not a tackle, and I think he's one of those guys. His versatility and his athletic ability would be a lot of fun for helping out Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake, and this offense as a whole as Arizona goes. I will say the round two pick, they have traded away. That was part of the DeAndre Hopkins deal, which I think is going to be better than any receiver they could have gotten at that point. So jumping ahead here to round three, tight ends they currently have on the roster. Charles Clay's a free agent, so all you've got is Max Williams, Daryl Daniels, and Dan Arnold. Max Williams was a miss in Baltimore, and I think he's going to be a miss here in the desert. So I think for round three, focus on a tight end here. This tight end class is very top-heavy. Once you get outside of the, probably the top three or four, it's really, really thin. And a guy that I really like as far as one of the top-end sleeper talents is Adam Troutman out of Dayton. The, the dude, Connor Rogers tweeted about it the other day. It looks like 
an NFL player playing peewee because he's just so much bigger than everyone. And he skies over people at 6'6", 253. Had massive production as a tight end to Dayton last year. 70 receptions, 916 yards. Found the end zone 14 times. He definitely produces in college. He's definitely bigger than everyone he played against. But I think that frame, that 6'6", the 253, and the testing numbers he's had, I definitely think he'd be a fun addition to this uh, Cliff Kingsbury offense and definitely a big target for Kyler Murray over the middle and being a safety valve for him as uh, he develops in his career. And I will say, too, Troutman can block, so he's also going to help out King and Drake and Kyler Murray. I definitely think Kyler Murray's going to see a big jump his second year as far as the rushing goes, and I think that'd be a big, big part of it. Kicking off the fourth round, uh, they've got two picks in the fourth round. So here I've got them addressing offensive line and giving them an offensive weapon. John Simpson, another guard, he definitely won't be a tackle at the next level. Uh, but he was an All-American guard this past year, 6'4", 330 for Clemson, two-time national champion there. Part of one of the big reasons that Sean Watson found so much success in college, Kelly Bryant, um, and now the touchdown Jesus that is Trevor Lawrence with his immaculate hair. John Simpson, I think, would be a fun addition to this interior offensive line. Um, maybe even move him into center if you have to. I mean, I think he has a little bit of flexibility here. Definitely held his own at the Senior Bowl as well, down in Mobile. So I definitely think that he would be a, a easy plug-and-play for them right away, um, especially if they don't go Tristan Wirfs at 8. I think the value for Simpson in the fourth round would be fantastic. Um, another guy I think that would be a great value, and just really a weapon for this team. Um, outside of Kenyon Drake, they got Chase Edmonds there, and Chase Edmonds is still producing decently. I wouldn't say he's anything to write home about, but I think for what you could get out of this pick here, um, for round four, I have Antonio Gibson, um, the do-it-all man for Memphis here. He's kind of what their to- Tony Pollard was last year. Does a lot in the kick return and punt return game. He had 23 returns, 645 yards there. Had 700 receiving yards while also racking up nearly 400 rushing yards. So, I mean, he had a total of almost 1,800 yards doing everything last year for Memphis. So he's definitely a Tony Pollard type, and you saw him have success this past year with Dallas. Maybe not in a fantasy relevant way where you have to own Tony Pollard anywhere. So obviously you have Zeke, and then obviously here in Arizona you've got Kenyon Drake. But Gibson's helpful enough to where he's going to free up things for Kenyon Drake and Kyler Murray. We're going to talk about Kyler Murray a lot on this podcast. Um, Probably if you want to keep track at home how many times I say this name as the year goes on, it'll be probably comical at this point. I'm going to probably have Kyler Murray insanely high as the year goes on and off-season expectations go, similar to kind of what happened with Baker, but I think we're going to have a different outcome. Uh, Round five, Kalijah Lipscomb, another receiver for them there. Now, I'm not trying to keep giving them receivers here because obviously we talked about they drafted about 455 of them last year in the draft. But Kalijah Lipscomb, again, just like Gibson, provides the kick return ability, but also being a special teamers as well. Um, At the senior bowl, he did a great job being a gunner on punt team, and I think that's something that can be valuable. And again, you want to get the ball as much as possible, and having that ability to do the special teams work and then going to the NFL, it it gives the ball to the offense more. If you're able to cover that, force a fumble, whatever, um, I think Kalijah Lipscomb's value is going to be there in the fifth round. Sixth round obviously was traded away as well. Um, And then finishing out this mock draft, this is kind of a homage to my coast-to-coast scouting guys. They've just re-signed Brett Hundley to a one-year deal. So their quarterback room consists of Brett Hundley and Kyler Murray at this point as far as 
names to watch. You've got some other guys from practice squad. But I think they need another rookie. I don't think Brent Hundley's going to keep kind of sticking around. I think Brent Hundley eventually can kind of get a Tyrod-type deal and go somewhere else, especially with what Cliff Kingsbury's been able to do with him. So I think in the seventh round, it's worth taking a flyer on a quarterback. And there's a lot of guys you could take. You could take the homegrown product and Khalil Tate. I think he's too much of a runner. Um, and doesn't have the passing skill sets to transition to the NFL. We've got guys like Bryce Perkins, who I was really tempted with this pick, just because he really is a great value version of Kyler Murray, and I think he could develop really well under Cliff Kingsbury. But I think the guy with the most electric arm that's going to be available here in round seven and can sit and develop and really go and turn into, I'm not saying a Gardner Minshew type, but maybe be a guy that eventually they're able to trade away after showcasing him in the preseason a little bit would be Cole McDonald from Hawaii. Uh, Cole McDonald, again, you know the Hawaii system produces a lot of fun stats. Over 4,000 yards last year alone, um, 8,000 in his career, 33 touchdowns, 14 picks last year. He definitely, and, and that was with him getting benched at times because the Hawaii coaching staff couldn't decide if they liked him or not. I think Cliff Kingsbury would be able to take him under his wing, kind of have a little bit of fun throwing him in some different packages and maybe uh, in the like I said in the preseason showcase him a little bit get the value up there because you know quarterbacks are um, worth their weight in gold I, I definitely think that it's worth a stash when you have Brent Hundley there and then Cole McDonald can even be a practice squad guy until he eventually comes around but I think Brent Hundley is eventually going to be too expensive for them to keep around as they start to sign these guys they keep drafting. So that's why I think going with a Cole McDonald round seven is worth the stash. That is it. I, I, I absolutely love everybody tuning in here for the Back Row Arizona Cardinals show. Like I said, we're going to try to keep these episodes around 15, 20 minutes. Just like I said, this will be a shorter one just because we don't have a lot of meat potatoes to it. It's more of just an introduction of what you can expect from me. And I hope everyone will uh, subscribe on iTunes whenever this comes around, Spotify, uh, Podbean, wherever the heck you want to find your podcasts. And I will say I marked this as an explicit podcast, and I don't think I've swore once this whole time. So it's a good episode one for everybody. <laughs> the background guys will have to let me know if I can keep that E on here as I get more excited for stuff as it rolls around. But we will see you guys here next time we talk. We'll probably be two weeks into April. Hopefully everything's a little bit clearer. We'll get closer to Easter. We'll have an Easter episode. We'll kind of do like an Easter egg sort of thing when it comes to Arizona Cardinals. So I'm Andrew Harbaugh again at Mandrew NFL Draft if you want to follow me along on Twitter. And we will talk to you guys later. Peace.